Welcome to That Now Podcast, the only podcast mad enough to embark on a musical journey through the rollercoaster of hits, misses and guilty pleasures of the Now That's What I Call Music compilation albums. From toe-tapping triumphs to the head-scratching, what were they thinking moments, we'll dissect the sonic time capsules with the precision of a surgeon and the enthusiasm of a teen toking on their chamomile and banana vape. Joining me today are our highly qualified resident audiophiles, Marita. Hello. And James. Hello. So prepare to shack out, reminisce and titter as we navigate through the musical maze that'll leave you pondering. Crikey, did they actually call that music? Fantastic. Yay! We got there. We got played two. Yes, we're starting a podcast. Here we are. Three friends, the three amigos. Uh, What qualifies you? to be talking about now, you two. Because I don't think... I'm not even born in the 80s, so... Well, I can... I was. You so was. I, uh, I remember the I remember the Cold War. I remember <laughs> the Berlin Wall. Yeah. You remember it Remember it up, or do you remember it coming down? Uh, both, mate. Yeah. What what qualifies us is just uh, our meandering existence on this planet, I think, right? Absolutely. Would you? I would describe myself as a muso. Would you? Do, and Marita, you're a muso. And music. I'd never describe myself as a muso. Yeah, yeah. I love music, but I'd never I love music. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to be qualified. It's better if you're not qualified. Yes, I think that's what we're bringing to the table. I think Boris Johnson to- could be prime minister. Yeah, we can be on a music podcast, music critique. Yeah, exactly. You know about things that you know we weren't even there to witness. You know, and also actually, that's a new angle. We bring something we weren't there, being biased at the time, getting it washed over. We're like fresh True. eyes, of course. Like we know some of the tunes, but some of the things we're going to be discussing. I'm wow. Yeah, I'm but some... I, I, I'm from Yorkshire, right? So we were basically <laughs> in the 80s from us to the 90s, and so it's, <laughs> I do feel still there. I lived it. Also, my my hometown, the nightclub, every Friday. 80p in, 80p drinks every Friday, 80s night. I was there. 80, 80, 80. Yeah, I was there like five years in a row. So <laughs> this this does... Well into the night of it. Exactly. So that's all I can say. So yeah, that's big qualifications. Um, Basically, Marisa, yes. any, others, any other qualifications from you? No, I can't, I can't read music. I can't play no. music. No. I can listen to it. I've got some ears. Yeah, big... Big Talking Heads fan, I think, brings a lot to the table. Thank you. What about you, Louis? Um, I've been qualified by asking to help out on the podcast. I think that's where I come in. Um, I do love music. I think we've got two people in front of me who are big indie and rock fans. But myself, I'm going to bring a a little dance music element there. A few synths. Synthy. Synthy. Synthy boy. That's going to be more abuse, right? Yeah, we'll come. It will come to me later. I think okay. that's when I'll hit my stride. Um, You're going to intro the album itself, Mister Lou. I certainly am. I mean, we're talking. We're starting at the start, the start of the epic journey of now, a joint venture by Virgin Records and EMI. Obviously, we we know there are hits, and I think that's what it's become over the years. But initially, at the time, it was created to drum up support for maybe those one hit wonders who weren't doing so well or maybe just had one song in the album and actually needed to put something else out there so david branson david richard branson 
and whoever's EMI got together and made this album. Sold in over 30 countries from conception in 1983. Should we get down to brass tacks? Let's do it. Hi everyone, Louis from the future here, or the past, maybe, not sure. But anyway, it's just me. When we started the podcast, we were eager beavers and we missed a few details. So I'm here to let you know that the Spotify playlist for the songs that we will discuss in this episode can be found in the description of the podcast. You can choose to pre-listen to the tracks, listen along with us, or listen after the podcast. You can also contact us at thatnowpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Instagram at That Now Podcast and follow us on Spotify, That Now Podcast. That Now Podcast. So, start from the beginning. Phil Collins, you can't hurry love, or can you? Do you want my adjective? Oh, please. Yeah. Slamming. Slamming. That's strong. Straight up seat jiving. Seat jiving and slamming. <laughs> it's jive talk. Yeah. The only criticism I have of it is that it goes on for one minute too long. I think it'd be better if it was a tad shorter. Tad shorter. To me, I think the original's better. I mean, Diana Ross. I mean, I love Phil. Everybody loves Phil. I mean, right. But the original, if you're going to do a cover, bring something new. I don't think, I mean, I think it's a great track, but I just don't think it elevates beyond what the original, I think Diana Ross's vocals better than Phil's, unfortunately. Now, forgive me for revealing my qualifications here, um, you know, and the behind the curtain. On my notes, I put, so different in the air tonight. It is. It is. (laughs) Sounds like a 50s sort of record, like Diana Ross and the Supremes. So are we? That says it all. Not different enough to the original. Also, no. look, Colin's doing Diana Ross covers. I'm not. I think that... he's a he's better than that, isn't he? In many ways. No, I mean, I think he's probably out of love, like a uh, respectful cover. Yeah, I, I mean, Phil's Phil's got a lot of soul. I think so. D- does just, he? I, does not what I thought Phil Collins was. There's a, there's... I don't think Phil Collins has got soul. No. So you know, I know that he wrote uh, "Loco in Acapulco." <laughs> That's how good Phil Collins is. He wrote "Loco in Acapulco." He wrote well. He's written, he's written many things. I think he's written a lot of good songs. He's also part of Genesis, isn't he? Which is mm, exactly. a track a bit further further on. Which I've got to say, I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh gosh, <laughs> this is going to be. It's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day of discovery <laughs> and finding What's... out about friends, likes, dislikes, and a journey together. I'm curious about Marita's objection to Phil Collins. He's just, just a bit naff, isn't he? Mm. But, like, everyone loves the Gorilla Cadbury's advert, right? I that's what, that, yeah. That's, that's what we're all talking about here. We're not talking about Phil. We're talking about that British institution of chocolate and drumming and gorillas all in one. He's so much and more than that. Like another it, Day in Paradise, Easy Lover, uh, In the Air Tonight, you know, he's got so many good songs. You're not selling Phil to me. Take a look at me now as well. Ta- is that... Take a look at me now. Yeah, that's Phil. I think your qualifications are coming through here as 
Phil Collins fanboy, or are you, do you know other things, James? It's quite <laughs> impressive. I think Phil's the kind of guy, and there's a lot of artists like this, right, where if you put his greatest hits together, it's a pretty strong package. I think maybe some of his albums, right, you just bit like, okay, it feels same here. It's not really hitting. But I think if you, if you go through the tracks he's written, I think he deserves a bit of respect. But we're talking about this track right here, and I think we both we all agree that it's good. But I, I hated it. Oh, I, really? Did you? I, well, I think because I was thrown. I think if... Because I like Diana Ross, and I know it's Diana Ross, but then I saw it was Phil Collins, and it sounded like Diana Ross, and it just threw me. And I think that is where I'm at with it. I don't think the song is necessarily bad. Yeah. I think I just... I think that it was too much of a mix of things that I didn't realise had happened. So I think I was bamboozled uh, by it. I don't think the track is necessarily bad. Um, do people stick to their own lanes generally in music? I think it's fair enough. That you did a good job. Like it's a good cover, right? Don't get me wrong, but it's just not better than the original. Yeah. Um. I mean, Marita said, "What did you say? Slamming, slamming, jive, jive like jiving, jiving." I'd say you make slamming as in it's good, but you hate it. No, no, I like it. Oh, okay. Uh, really like it, and I didn't think of Diana Ross at all. Did you not? Okay. Uh, Do you know it's a good bridge is very good yeah. well. Do you know the other thing that I thought, which I actually had to look up and I was completely wrong, is I thought that it was um the inspiration for S Club Seven's Reach. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Um because the start is exactly same. And so then it also sounds a bit like town sounds a bit like the clash as well. But what it more that there's a reach moment where he goes reach and i just actually had to look up that they hadn't sampled that and unfortunately they haven't but well, had they sampled because they hadn't like... sampled anything apparently for reach no way that i mean original well I exactly escobar like will smith where they just steal every back and track available but look look it up that is an original track by the brothers by bradley sisters. bradley oh he's hannah he joe rachel Rachel, Tina, and Paul. I mean, Indeed. rest in peace. Moving swiftly on to Duran Duran. Is there something I should know? A grimace from Marita there. <laughs> <laughs> so off key. I hated it. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, I've never really been a fan of Duran Duran, personally. No. Um, I don't think I know them enough. Um, yeah, I couldn't give you any of their other song titles. Do you? No, no. Yeah, I just know it's generic 80s band played in the background of 80s TV shows. You know, you sound very aged, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's the most Duran Duran track in the Duran Duran I've ever done. Not a fan myself, really. I've got to give it kudos for you know, maybe worst lyric of the album um, for don't say you're easy on me. You're about as easy as a nuclear war. <laughs> Which I think. Flow. Well, it does. Well, I I haven't done it justice, I'll say, but I think I, I mean, I mean, to be fair, a nuclear war isn't easy. No, but I wouldn't jump to it as a non-easy thing. Um, 
Do you know what I mean? No, I agree. I yeah, yeah. What you saying? I'd choose something like trying to take the film off a, a little packet from Sainsbury's and get it fully off. That's not easy, but it can be done. Do you know what I mean? With a pair of sharp scissors. Yeah, you just have to cut through it. You, you never, it's never going to work. No one's invented it well enough for it to work, but we'll move on. It's not as easy as a nuclear war. So they're right, but it's a stretch, I think. Are you going to write a letter to Mr. Le Bon? <laughs> no. Um, I'm not, I don't feel that strongly about it, but I, do, I, did, I did find it quite ridiculous when I overheard that lyric. And it caught me unawares a bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, forgettable. Generic. 80s, yeah. Dirge. Um, Simon Bob did a song around when I had got, just started to go to uni called I Ride My Bike. Have you heard that? Can I say I have not? No. It's very catchy and very bad. Um, one for later. One for later. One for the baby. It's on now 32. <laughs> Gotta ride my bike until I get home. Have you heard that? <laughs> no, no, that no, no. songs about bicycles sounds like a good Spotify playlist to me. Casey yeah. Bellua, Queen, that one. Kareem Bailey Ray. I think I, I think she's just riding a bike in the video for mine think, anyway. So I, I, yeah, I don't know any Kareem Bailey. Put your records on that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's put your records on. I think yeah. she rides a bike in the video. So, um, that's good enough. Um, all right, Bin, Bin Duran Duran. Yeah. Yeah. Just gonna pick up. Yeah, yeah. All right. A classic UB40 red, red wine. We're all nodding here. We are all nodding. Uh, we'll get more iconic. I was slightly worried there was some maybe form of cultural appropriation going on. So I had to Google and see if there was a person of color in UB40. That is, there's two. There is one. There's two. Two. Yeah. So that made it kind of. <laughs> He's kind of existed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's about 15 of them in UB40, about... though. Are they really? Yeah, there's usually a ton of them, yeah. Let's have a look. Is it like the original So Solid crew where just more and more members kept joining? It's exactly like that. UB40 and So Solid crew. UB40 in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. One at the front looks a bit like David Wallian's earlier career. Oh, yeah, um, so like Stuart Lee as well. Yeah, yeah he does a bit. Um, loved it. Loved this song. Yeah. Always you, know, you know, this is a cover version too, right? Oh, stop it. Of what? Of what? Of a Neil, Neil Diamond song. Oh, oh come Diamond, on. Really? Yeah, it's a lot slower, so they did a different job here. Oh, wow. They actually improved the song. Let me just have a quick listen. Um, yeah, you know, you said a thing where it's like, I think what they always say, don't they, that, well, that UB40 are the biggest selling reggae band of all time after Bob Marley or something, and they're from Birmingham, so. Quite a lot of ska bands come from... Birmingham and Coventry in that way, don't they? Yeah. So specials. Yeah, precisely. Anyone yes. ever listen to Fun Boy Three? I've heard the name, don't know the tunes. Mm-hmm. Terry Hall from the specials is in that. Oh. Pretty sick. Um, uh, we know why they called UB Forty, right? No. Reveal it was the uh, unemployment form for the benefits. Um, Okay. Good, bu- good bunch of lads, these, you know. Good bunch of lads. Bloody Thatcher. Yeah, um, bloody Thatcher. That's fantastic. It's a wedding classic. Yes, yes. Shall you play it at your wedding, Louis? Shall I play it at my wedding? 
Um, I you think the kind of BPM I'll be on by the time I'm DJing will not match that level. Is all I'll say. I think I'll be hitting some one thirties by then, because <laughs> um, I'll be last, taking prime spot. You see, okay, headliner. So it's- headliner, headliner, starter, head and headliner. I think really, I, I, I um. The more the nearer I get to it, the more I don't want to do it though, because I think it's kind of like a sort of nightmare, anxiety dream, really. Like having everyone you've ever known in a room, and then you're sort of there, front and center. You know what I mean? You chose wedding in general. Really, it's quite scary, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You may as well put the cherry on top and DJ as well. Yeah, all night. Um, so red, red wine closer at my wedding. Um, Hall of Fame out for me for this this CD. Hall of Fame. Oh, straight up. Oh wow! Yeah. You've peaked early. If you're gonna go, you gotta go for that. For me, but we'll see. We'll let's, let's carry on. You know. So what? No, but what are we do? We're doing three. You're putting yes. three towards your. So red red wine is one of my three. One of the three. Do you want to explain what the three is for the listeners, Jim? Uh the three tracks, the three best tracks of this album. Well, I, I, I'm interested, like, what best is, because is that just, it's my favourite to you, or is it, like, the best? Because, oh, you know, this is now, this is pop music, and it's fine. It's like, is it is this the best arguable song for the wider scope, or is it my my personal favourite? I think I've got to weigh up a lot of different things, right? Like, has it stood the st- test of time? Is it still being played? Is it still somewhat culturally relevant? And... Do you enjoy it? I think there's some songs on here where I think I used to enjoy them or I used to think they were good or I used to like them. And now I just don't really feel it anymore. Is that because they've been rinsed? No. Not so much, no. Uh, like when we get onto Temptation by Heaven 17, I used to think that was a really good song. And now it just doesn't really do anything for me. I've got some things to say about that track, but I'll wait. So just in light of these events, I am going to throw one of my three in with Red Red Wine as well. I'm just going to do it. I'm throwing it in. Oh, wow. Okay. I've, I've just looked ahead at the rest, i.e. the rest of the podcast is pointless because this is one of the best. Um, but um, yeah, no, I'm down. James, I'm with you there. That's fine to choose the same one, isn't it? Or do I, yeah, choose- I think that's going to happen quite a lot, right? Cool. So it's fine. Yeah. Cool. All right, moving on. Mark Hamill. Otherwise known as Limal. Only for love. Did you see his haircut? Yes, and I'm so glad you mentioned it because <laughs> I never knew you could transplant a mop on someone's head. It's died 83, man. But it was sort of flat at the front. Yeah. Sort of like big, but then pushed forward at the forehead area. And then so it was very short around the crown. So it's yes. stuck up and then yes. it's flat again at the back. It's like a really, cr- I know mullets are crap, but that was mm. an especially bad mullet. Mm. And you know, he used to be the singer from Kajagoogoo. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's all right. linking up. Um, I think it's pretty lazy name. Limal. Anagram of Han- Hamill. Oh, oh, is it? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Come on, you know, you do better, surely. 
To me, this song doesn't really go anywhere. No, I agree. I, I, no, I literally, I want to move on. Yeah. Straight away. Let's do it. No interest. Yeah, good. I think we should all move on. If um, Mark's listening, we're really sorry. Sorry, Mark. I'm sure you're... I know, actually, but the hair is still, mm. you're still clinging to it as well, mate. Oh, it's not. Well, it's a sort of modern version of, oh. and it, it, we, we also need to be worried about slander and libel, you know. Oh, yes, so okay. It's probably a lovely man um, for balance. Probably does a lot for charity. I've written, I neither dislike it or like it, but I also have no idea how it made it onto the compilation. Yeah. Yep. When you're in a band as big as Kajagoogoo, you can get in your own way. He got kicked out of Kajagoogoo. Apparently. What for? Big headed. <laughs> big headed. Sid headed, yeah. Should we switch we are? Temptation Heaven Seventeen. Yeah. Has all the potential to be good, but it just falls short. Just a bit boring. Yeah. Quite like the heavy, like synthy bit. Um but when it kind of crescendos and then the lady's singing in an incredibly high pitch, it just made me feel a bit ill. Have you seen the video? I'm no. Sure. No. Although I did no. read it, it's supposed to be a track about sex. Temptation? It. Yeah. We're English, we don't talk about that. That's true. <laughs> oh, this, oh, this is rubbish. That was rubbish. Yeah. Right? Forgettable, boring... And I think, you know, as this podcast goes on, there's lots of tracks to talk about. We don't have to dwell. If no. it's particularly bad. I mean, you know, again, I've, like you said before about the other track, I've got not much to say about it. Okay. Okay. We've got Casey and the Sunshine Band. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. I put... Catchy. I put banger, but then with a the little asterisk... Because it's a bit one-dimensional. And when I looked at the lyrics, I couldn't believe how generic they are. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Come on, baby, I need your love. Do you know I want it, baby? Come on, baby, I want your love. Give it up, some of your love. The video for that is... Because I, I, I didn't know what he looked like, but he looks like Jim Carrey mixed with Chris Morris with a little bit of the Joker. Imagine that, doing a little... Little sort of choreographed dance with two backup dances in the back. <laughs> um, so that was that blew me away, really. Um, but it's one of the catchiest songs ever going. Another wedding one. Wedding banger. I'm yeah. basically yeah. sorting out my wedding playlist. Um, so cheers, gang. But uh, Can I just inspect and say, I think it's appeared on too many, I know, like Carpet Right or DFS adverts. That's what springs to mind when I hear it. it but it's well, still like a well. standalone good track. Absolutely. You won't want to listen to it once a week. You probably won't even want to listen to it once a month. No. But if you were driving in a car and it came on the radio, you wouldn't turn it off, would you? It'd cheer you up, definitely. Cheer you up. Yeah. And the DFS sale, half price of all sofas coming this weekend on Sunday. Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. It, got, it does... When a song's been done like that, it'll be ruined a bit, really, won't it? Yeah. It's not their fault. No, it's not. They earn in from that. Oh, yeah, because they did that all with the sit down on it, right? Yeah. Instead of get down on it, it was sit down on it. Down on it. Down on it. Yeah. Sit down on it. Yeah, DFS did that. 
So uh, yeah, they that's, know what they're doing. That they love brilliant. disco at DFS. That's what the D stands for. <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's tickled me actually. I really, I've you know, I actually do need new sofa. So maybe I'll. I'll give you actually starts for Doncaster. I think they're from Doncaster. If I'm right. Doncaster furniture. Donny Mathers. smashes. Um, All right, should we move on? Yeah, for me, not a Hall of Famer, but a good track. Quite, it could be though. I think it's close because it's that big. Your aunties are going to dance around the handbags that one at just the wedding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, so literally, they also did. That's the way I like it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Same ilk, right? Same ilk. Yeah. Same booty. Yeah. Big girl booty. I mean, they're all bangers. Yeah. Yeah. And he's they're earning from that, surely. Yeah, kind of give it to him. Got to give it to them. All right. Double Dutch Malcolm and Karen. I hadn't heard of this before. Oof. What have you been doing for the last 31 years, mate? <laughs> um, not being born in the 80s, apparently. Um, but yeah. Pray tell. I absolutely love it. Yeah. A strange intro. And there's also like a mention of cocaine before, isn't it? <laughs> is there? Really? Yeah. Just... Yeah. And um, I thought this was like the one is this the one where it's like an old school girl's in the yard, we're gonna go and do the yeah. double dutch or something like that. Yeah. Right, okay. And that mentions cocaine. Yeah. And the weird little oh, like really? ringing into the radio there at the beginning. Yeah. We could ask them if we could use that for our intro music. I mean beepers, I think he's doing what Paul Simon did, if you just like steal South African music and sing over it. Right, allegedly, because the the backing track uh, he was sued. He was sued by the Biyoyo boys who did who was Paul Simon on Graceland. Um, I think it's a really interesting track. Like I think musically, I really like it. I, I just don't know so much about what it's really about or what's it. But like, skipping, yeah. The, <laughs> as a as a groove, I like it. I love the guitar, uh, the tone. He's not a big like, skipper, James. Sorry? No big skipper. Uh, no, not since back in the day, no. So, mm. I, I do like it. I think it's good. But I, also, Mar- Malcolm McLaren, right? He's, uh, I think he's a bit of a douche, isn't he? He's like the Sex Pistols manager. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, a bit edgy. I don't know. He's separating the, the man from the art. True. Well, no, it's a good track. It's a good track, no doubt. Like it's it's sorry. I think also give give credit to like the people at now, the good people at now, um, for like putting a track like this on the album because it's really different, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is. It's almost like art rock in a way. Maybe I'm doing it too much service here, but it's like, oh, you bought your first now album. There's some sa- experimental art South African guitar music with New York choruses in it like that's very fair out there yeah yeah absolutely that's a big win I, I bet they wouldn't do that now no now what, what are you saying louis well i despite having listened to it on repeat all day i can't match up the ones that i've forgotten about but i i did like that one a lot i did remember thinking about the african influence thought that was quite interesting for an 83 now album but yeah i didn't look up much about that track so it's good to hear about that Jim um, 
but I didn't have much further thoughts. I think what put me off, right, is I think, and we'll come to this with other tracks, is that kind of talking over the top bit about sort of, come on, girls and schoolgirls now. You know, it's just all that kind of, I don't, it cheapens it a bit for me. Um, but I think that might just be the time and yeah. I think I need to get over that. Do you know what song, um, do you know which film it was featured in in 2013? Oh, Okay. We both have to guess. Can you give us a clue, though? Oh, Wolf oh, Street. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't remember it being in, in that at all. No, not at all. It's going into my Hall of Fame. Oh, yes. Okay. One on the board. One score on the board, Mal. Welcome to the club. That's nice. It's nice. I'd be interested to see what the listeners think of that. I reckon you two have played it safe. Yeah, we did. Well, you never know what I'm doing with my other two. You don't know. It's true. You don't know yet. That's our way. Bold start. Um, total eclipse of the old... Hartaroonian. Hartaroon. I think James should start with this. I mean, yeah. Come on, James. You, this That's is your... Iconic, right? It's your bread and butter, this. I, I would do, we did a karaoke a few weeks ago, and like people just lose themselves to this song. Lose themselves how like start weeping. No, just kind of like just they start acting daft, right? And you know that it is the eighties power ballad, power anthem for me. Classic. Love the drums, especially on on this track, the the off off uh, kilter drums and stuff. Um, Great vocal, ridiculous video. Oh, is the video is this track just the eighties? Yeah, it's the eighties. Iconic. So I didn't watch the video, but. It kind of stirred up, I don't know, an image of kind of a meatloaf-esque figure stood in some darkness surrounded by smoke from a smoke machine and having like quite thin, silky, billowy clothes on. Was it like that? You're not far away. Not really not far Possessive children. It's very gothic. Yeah. Killed in Holloway in London in an old school. Hence the school themes running throughout, which have nothing to do with the song. Um, but I mean, yeah, James, the eighties in a, in a song, really, isn't it? Surely, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll give you some facts. That video was didn't win, but nominated for the most effective use of symbolism in a music video. What okay. What one? You that's know, a good question. That's a, that's a better one. That's a better question. Reach, yeah. Um, dun, dun. Lamal's hair uh, one Lamal. also <laughs> on its own. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I don't. So I don't know what awards that was. It just said nominated, so it could be a general anyone's award. Um, a nice little fact for the or non-fact or myth. For the football fans amongst us, is uh, the urban legend that the boy who runs throughout the video and shakes Tyler's hand at the end is former Italian football Gianfranco Zola? <laughs> no one ever. I've never heard that before. We've all heard that. That's like the Marilyn Manson thing at school, and that's everyone's. This was true. It. No, it wasn't. Are we talking about ribs? We're yes. talking about ribs, and that's all we need to say on the matter. Can I just say that the lyrics, once upon a time I was falling in love, now I'm only falling apart, are some of the 
best lyrics I've ever heard. We've all felt like that. Yeah. And it's so simple. So simple. It's, 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 it's beautiful. I, I mean, also like that you don't need metaphor or simile there. It's just, which it is actually, isn't it? <laughs> Hang on. Is it? Uh, no, she's not literally falling apart. No, she's not literally. No, a limb it's, like it's like she's falling apart. So it's, yes, it's Emily, like Louis, Year Three English grammar. Good. Okay, yeah. So it is a simile, and you do need similes. So, but it is simple. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. I think it's so ridiculously dramatic that I, I almost can't take it seriously. It's not going in my Hall of Fame. But I did put it in my romance and heartache playlist when you sent it me, James. That's high on and nice for when you're feeling a bit yeah melancholy. Should we spin up? A biggin, a biggin, a biggin, a biggin. Boy, the boy George, Culture Club, Karma Chameleon. Do you wonder what went pe- through people's heads when they heard this for the first time? Yeah. No, like when Boy George turned up on top of the pops, thrashing about, singing that. And really, yeah. Yeah. It's a classic, isn't it? I like it, but it's not going to go any further than that. It's the catchiest thing going, though. I think that's catchier than Technic to the Heart. Oh, you reckon? It's pure. That's what I love about this song. It's pure. What does pure mean? Well, it's just like it's pure pop, right? The mm. warmth of it, the catchiness of it, fantastic bridge, great use of harmonica, good lyrics, simple but good. Everyone can relate. That's a singer's fantastic song. Do you think Boy George has got a good voice? I think he has on this. Okay. Well, I don't know. Despite, I think he's suitable. I think he's good enough for the song. I think he carries the song, to be honest. You know, he's not meatloaf, right? Uh, but. It's got that warmth to it, which I really like. I like that over-stylized vocals with all the harmonies that are just... Yeah, exactly. ...to tune in the back. I think that's just... That pumps me up. What is a karma chameleon? Very good question. I think he said it was something about if you're not being yourself, it'll catch up with you or something. Without being accepted. It's an ambiguous term, right? You You can put whatever you want to it, which is... Also good about the song. That's good. You know, Boy George dressing a bit differently for the time, you know? Exactly. The British public voted on their favourite 1980s number ones. Yeah. Where do you think this track came in that list? Seven. Question. What? Seven. Seven. Three. Nine. Oh, come on. No. You see, this is my final Hall of Famer. What? You peaked what? so early? Yep. Ah, uh, no, surely not. Yeah, this I th- this is also mine. Yeah, Louis yes. and I have got the same peak. I wonder if you'll do the third with me, Jim. We'll find out. No, I've done my three. Red, red, wide. Oh, yeah. Heart, karma, chameleon. Oh, right. Yeah, we're differing with one. Okay. Woof. Settle in, then. Any more to say? Not no. that. No. Okay. All right. Now, one of my faves, Safety Dance, Men Without Hats. Ridiculous song. Ridiculous name. 
ridiculous name of song. The sound, you're straight in. Bam, 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 bam. I'm already... All right, I don't know what this is. It sounds a bit silly, but I'm off. Yeah. I'm off. And did you know it's actually quite a meaningful song? Why it's is a that? protest song. It's a what, sorry? It's a protest song. Anna. Against bouncers prohibiting dancers from pogoing to 1980s new wave music in clubs when disco was so popular. Huh. So, so hitting the big issues, sir. What more do you need from a, yeah. a weird, a silly song with a message? I've written that it sounds like someone out, someone acting daft doing karaoke. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, one acting is. daft. Yeah. And it's that, that all I've got to say about it. But imagine that it can be all of those things at once. A protest song and someone sounds like being silly. Martin, who's got up after a few... Light tails <laughs> in Mallorca, and he's just having it large. Um, go on, Sharon. It's <laughs> those lads with hats. Me. It's the lads with the hats. I think it's a good track. It just doesn't do anything for me. Really, doesn't do. Don't you want to dance to that though? You know, it doesn't have to be meaningful. It's not really that much of a beat, really, is it? I did, I did. What? It's not much of a beat. The sounds good. Ten. Bam, 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 bam. I mean, look, bam, 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 you're off. You're dancing straight for three minutes. Give me a razor any day, mate. Give me a razor. Give me a razor too. But in the meantime, we haven't got them. We've got men. They, don't they haven't got any hats, but they're going to be safe, and they're going to tell you how to be safe, pogoing, which is the new dance craze. Okay? Well, as much as I do like it, it isn't my third favourite to go forward. But it is your Rita's Hall of Fame. <laughs> okay. okay. Um the 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 wonderfully named Kajagugu too shy. Oh no. No I think it's a great song. I think it's a really good pop song. I think it's a really good pop song. <laughs> I think it's a good song, like it's that is pure radio that song. Like Am I going to play at my funeral? No. You know. <laughs> but if somebody puts it on, I'm going to love that chorus. That chorus is fantastic. I, I, I mean, it's catchy. I'll give it that. It's great. It's a great chorus. So you have to deal with a lot to get there. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I, you know, I agree. Yeah. Which, you've sort of like two different styles of verses. Mm. Not even like a middle eight. I don't think it's even a middle eight or a bridge. It's like, sorry, a bridge is what I meant. Like it doesn't, it's just like a different verse. I, it's bizarre. And, you know, it's Lamal again, and I think we've got it in front of Lamal. <laughs> you just thought, I like Lamal. I think, I think we've, we've got a bit in Lamal. And um, I think we've also got to say, I've also got to say, so I'd heard, I'd heard that song. I didn't know it was by Kajagugu. I'd also yeah. heard of Kajagugu. As soon as I saw that name and in print, I'm fuming. You can tell I've got a thing about names, maybe. I mean, they don't have to be the best, but Kajagugu, right? That... Do you know what the meaning of that is? No. F all. Because it just sounds like what a baby would say. That is literally what it is. Okay. A name. I listened to it twice in a row. I'd be quite happy to never hear it again. Yeah. It's in my bottom three. Yeah. Nearing there for me. Really? That's in. No. 
It's a great. It's, I think it's a good pop song. I'm I'm a very positive person, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, you can't like say it. yes to everything. No, no, but I just don't. I don't think it's it's of his time. Okay, the verses are a bit laboured, but killer chorus, daft name. They're not trying to be Radiohead, you know what I mean? Like, give them a break. <laughs> said they were. But you know, oh, Radiohead have got a good bloody name. And I think Men Without Hats is a better name than that. I That's think great. I think Men Without Hats is a better name than that. Oh, I think Duran Duran's better than that. Duran Duran. I think Rocksteady Crew is even better than that. Yeah. Shall I list everyone else? No. No. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. Mike Oldfield. Now, this is a shock for me, personally. Um, did you know this is what he sounded like? What do you mean? Well, does he do tubular bells? Yeah, t- yeah. yeah tubular bells, yeah. Blimey, okay. I thought he was weak. Moonlight Shadow. Sounded like folk, but over n- a non-folk beat. Yeah. Didn't mesh well. Again, it was interesting. Like, it's, it's not what you expect. Yeah, just a nice piece of music. Really? I was going to listen to it again. Gosh. It's a nice vocal, like the guitar sound. Uh, it's, I think it's a good song. I think it's a bit too ambiguous, to be honest. <laughs> it's quite silly, though, isn't it? Apparently, it might be about John Lennon being shot. Because okay. it talks about, you know, being shot, at, shot in the night or something. I think it's a good track. I think it's it's okay. quite meaningful, is it? What's it? What's it about, Jim? Well, apparently he she she kind of insinuated that it could be about John Lennon being shot. It's just kind of a bit ambiguous about like vague sense of spiritual spirituality. I think that's good. I think it's all right. It's a good tune. I think going back to what you're saying about my Jacobu. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> just back to me hating on Kajagoo, the Kaj, the Kaja. Uh, no, I think Malcolm McLaren, like you said, that's not something you'd expect in the Now album. I yeah. think I wouldn't expect this in the Now album. So I'll give them a little rate. I'll give a little shout out to Now for that. But I think, do you know what? I think I guiltily quite enjoyed it, but I was quite surprised by it all. I think it was, I think I sort of, because it was just quite odd. But that's that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for pure pop, and I think it felt a bit out of place. Fair play. I mean, was it popular? I mean, was it? Was it? Not sure. If you think about the origins of what now was, and they were trying to get things that maybe were tanking a bit, um, you know, was this like a push to get something like that? Uh, but maybe we just don't like that kind of. I don't like it. Like Oldfield is a multi instrumentalist. This is most successful single. Goodness. On his, on his I like his Christmas album. song as well, the In Jubileo Dio or something. That's a good track. Reaching number one on numerous charts around Europe. I've got a little bit of a soft spot for this song because it used to be on the Fast Show as well. Um, yeah. Nostalgic links. So. Well, I take it back. Um, obviously, people like it. Number three. Even... Got to number one in Spain. Those guys know their stuff. They do. Okay. It's, it's the acoustic guitar, isn't it? It's a little bit of so mm. I think that's what we were all thinking when we listened to it, right? Yep. Can we meet Lars? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A big one. 
down under, but I'm men at work. Mal, thoughts? Annoyed? A shake of the head? No. Ron Burgundy just flew at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Even though I've heard it a million times, I still yes. like it. It's, it's still it's, good, yes. it? Yeah. I can't even be annoyed by it. Fantastic. It's just great. It's, I mean, perfect pop. Good fun Aussie vibes. They bring it. Yeah. Colin Hay. Do you know who that is? No. No idea. One of the band members. One of the, did a solo career after featuring a lot on Scrubs. You might have heard a lot of those songs if you ever used to watch that. Um, I know I grew up listening to that a lot and feeling yeah. emotional, looking out for car window kind of thing. You know, there's one of, one of those kind of 14-year-old vibes. But um, do you watch the video? I haven't really watched it. No. Yeah, it's a bit... Because also apparently someone's got a bit of a semi-serious meeting about, like, Australia being exploited for its natural wealth, but then the, the video is super daft, so... Oh. Kind of walks both lines as well. I think they undermined it a little bit. But it's still a fantastic song. I like the way it says "brussels" in it. <laughs> yeah, it does, mate. Yeah, I said, "Did you speak of my language?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is always fun to say. One AM, heights out, isn't it? Just speak of my it's language. Great. Trying to say putting Vegemite in a lyric anywhere is pretty impressive, I think. Uh, uh, here's what he said. He said, it was a song about the loss of spirit in the country. It's really about the plundering of the country by greedy people. It's ultimately about celebrating the country, but not in a nationalistic way and not in a flag-waving sense. It's really more than that. Okay. I think it ticks for those boxes a bit. Is it going in anyone's Hall of Fame? It's my third. It's my third. It's my third. And I think, Mal, for the reasons you said, actually, um, at the beginning, about I've heard it so many times, I'm still not sick of it. I mean, that is hard to do, I think. It's it's timeless. We all love it. We all know it. We know all the lyrics. Vegemite sandwich. And then, yeah. Exactly. I think. There's also not many things that sound like it, right? With those. Yeah. The flute sound or whatever it is. It sounds very distinct. All right, that's me three. So is that me and Jim done with the three? Yeah. Mouse still got two solid bigger. So by default, we know it's two. Nice. Like it. Um, Moving on. Rocksteady Crew. I hadn't heard this before. Anyone? I won't hear a bad word said about it. Is it hip hop? It is the hippity hop, yes. It's so catchy. Like it came up on my shuffle a few weeks ago and I couldn't stop playing it. Like I just kept restarting it and restarting it. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, I thought it sounded a bit like um, that Michael Scott when Scott's tots. Hey, Mike Scott, make our dreams come true. Do you remember that from The Office? No, sorry. I think it's a really good beat, really good tune. Very happy, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a little bit one note lyrically, but it's also kind of just... It's not I, trying I, to be anything, though, is it? No, exactly. And the beat is killer. And also, again, it's great. Now, imagine if you're a kid growing up, like this might be your first experience of like uh, like B-boy culture and all this shit and hip-hop. I think it's really cool. 
Um, a great beat, yeah. Good track. Do you know a fun fact? The lyrics were performed by a 15-year-old called Daisy. Hey, whatever became of her? She's not got a Wikipedia page, so who knows? <laughs> Following next, Rod Stewart's Amy Jane. I have never understood Rod Stewart's appeal before. It sounds like he smokes about 40 a day on here for it. Like, I, I, I think it's like sexy. Like, <laughs> Imagine what his bedroom smells like. Just a stale from fags. Uh, um, I, yeah, really liked it. Yeah? Because I, I, I've got to say, I, I equally never been a fan or nor knew enough. And, you know, fifth listen. It grew on me. Oh, okay. Took you five listens. Well, there were some of them actually to take me three or four listens, and I, you know, came back, came back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I let's say I didn't add it to my Spotify or my Apple Music, but I think that bit more fondly of him now. Okay, James. No, I don't really have much fault to add. I think it's good, great track, good sing along. Yeah, see. Lovely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like Rod Stewart is generally not a bad rep, not like he's a bad person, but I feel like generally people be like, ah, he's a bit naff, isn't he? He's not yeah. He's not the most popular person. He's got a very particular demographic. Yes, he has. But people pay like 100 quid to go and see him. Yeah. Never I really knew like that, but... After... I feel like he's always been 69 as well. <laughs> like he's never really... You know those people who are eternally one-aged? You know, wow. Yeah. Well, do you, so. you know that he did the biggest gig in history as well? Well. Uh, Rio Beach. Uh, God knows how many people, like uh, for half a million people or something. It's insane. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. Oh, my God. 500,000 It's something ridiculous, where it's like, how big is this beach? But yeah, Rod Stewart has the record, I think. With three and a half million people. What? Three and a half million people. <laughs> Did they think it? Did they see him? 1994, Janeiro in Brazil. Was it free? Was it ticketed? Yeah. It must be. It must be free. That is absolutely... That's a free crowd. Yeah. Crowd control at that bad boy. Gosh. That's a, great, that's a great fact. The only thing I had to say was, what do you think that Rod is short for? Rodney? Roderick. Roderick. Ro- yeah, I think Roderick. Roderick. Yeah. yeah. I just want to Roderick, David Stewart, yeah. 78 years old. 78? Well, you're still ticking it. Yeah. Okay, well, well done, Rod. I think we've all doffed our cap to you <laughs> a bit more than you uh, maybe you're getting from the general consensus. Um. Uh, well, lastly then, for part one, Paul Young, wherever I lay my hat. Brackets, that's my home. Mal, you want to take this one? Hate it. Oh. I, I, I honestly, I, I can't think of anything positive to say about it. I just couldn't, <laughs> I could not wait for it to be over. Also, what a crap name. Paul Young. <laughs> just like someone from primary school or something, isn't it? Yeah, he used to pick his nose in the back. <laughs> yeah. He was a class dribbler, you know. Oh, always yeah. On you. Yeah. Your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, like 
really not a fan at all. What was anyone else saying? It's not catchy. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's nothing. I loved it. I'd never heard it before. Never heard of you. I never heard of it before, and I'd never heard it at all. I had nothing about it, and I loved it. I added it straight. It was out of all the ones that I hadn't already got. I added it straight to my iTunes. Um, oh, which is bizarre, really, because I, I actually don't really have much to say about it. I, I just, I just felt it in my bones. Little bit weepy chords, little bit melancholic. It's so wet. Yes, but you know, but I am wet. That's the thing. And I think when I realise how wet I am, <laughs> I think think that uh, that's. Uh, that's just who I am, and I think I have to embrace that. And God, yeah, I think yeah, wet was that your adjective for that? I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I am probably your wettest friend, though, Marita. What's up, Louie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not. Lonely loser, sad wetting. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's your take, James? I I think it's really good. It's actually a cover version of a Marvin Gaye song. Which is oh, oh, gosh, that's, it's even more uh, controlling now. I can see. How, well, no, because Marvin Gaye's Gaye version is a lot more upbeat. And basically, he made it way more depressing in English and added loads of heavy synths to it. Uh, he's made it quite so I think different. He, I think he made it quite different. I think he did a good job. Um, yeah, I, I, quite, I realize it. I'm a sucker for any track where the snare comes in after the first chord. Uh, chorus, um, you know, to give the song a bit of momentum. Yeah. I-, I liked it. It's not going in my Hall of Fame, but I think no. to me that is like a dreary, dreary day at the seaside in February at Scarborough, where yeah. you're like a bit depressed because winter's never over. It's got it's got good winter vibes to me. Yes, I, yeah, wintry, melancholic. Um, Louis, Louis, surprise of the album that would be. No, okay. Um, yeah, no, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, well, that gang, that's that's tape one, side one, record one, tape one, because of course it didn't come out as CD. Do we need to like say our goodbyes or think about a sign off? Yeah, what do we do here? How do we end it? You so it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye <laughs> from them. Bye. Do we need to recap anything? Oh. I'll just say, like, well, let's recap the Hall of Fame choices. Yeah. But I've only got two, which is a bit of a pain. Why don't you have three? Oh, because you've got a... Look, can you pick one more from disc one? Red, red wine. Can oh, I, yeah. Yes. So red, red wine is a unanimous. Yeah. Then uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart is Louis and I. Yeah, that's just you. Oh, it's just for me. Okay. And then we were both on Karma Chameleon. And then, Mal, what was your, your third one was, what was your second one? Double Dutch. Double oh, yeah. Down Under. Down Under. Uh, and then, oh, what about Hey You Rock Steady Crew? Oh, Shine a Light. It, was, it wasn't Down Under. It was Hold Steady Rock Steady Crew. I'm getting the feeling that if this was a playlist, I'd rather listen to Marita's. But then, you know, if I was drunk, I'd rather listen to, to the one I come, I come up with. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I'm not even getting a shout there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're kind of between the two at the moment. <laughs> between the two, yeah. Oh, just, that's, that's my job. He's straddling. 
Straddling on yeah. the fence, as always. Louis on the fence, sad sap, Louis wet. I applaud the place. You're not a sad sap. I just play my role. Um, well, yeah, that's goodbye for me. And it's goodbye for me. Goodbye for me. <laughs> See you next time.